0: I actually had an idea, but I don't feel like doing it anymore. Um, I was going to just a good like, idea. Jump, jump in and be like, and that's when I said, ha, huh, I pranked you, but the person was like screaming because of all the blood, and I guess she didn't get the joke. But then I was like, that's not that funny, and I'm just not like in the, the mood or the spirit for that kind of opening. So instead, I'm going to say, hey, Cameron, how are you?
1: Um even even just describing what the joke would be like kind of brought down the mood that was terrible
0: i know that's why i didn't do it wink wink
1: um i don't know so i'm in a weird mood right now okay uh it's we're recording on september 10th right we are and that means it's not even october yet correct And I spent the last uh, couple weeks kind of working with somebody on, like, a Halloween project and working on Halloween stuff that way. Okay. Uh, There's Halloween stuff at the stores, and it's starting to sell out because people are buying it before it sells out.
0: does seem a little early. And my
1: dad works at a Walmart, and they set out Christmas stuff. And it's, like, it's not, like, September's not half done yet.
0: So like I get if you're working on a Halloween project starting now makes a lot of sense. Um decorations selling out, I feel like it is way too early for that. My guess though is because of COVID, like I, there wasn't a lot of like proper Halloweens the last two years. Unless you lived in like certain areas of the Midwest and the South where you're like oh, uh, COVID doesn't exist. So my guess is people are like extra excited cuz they feel like they can really safely do it this year, but it also could just be Halloween is like that weird holiday that just brings out kind of the annoying thing in everybody. Like, if you're really into Halloween, like, right now is your proper Christmas, and I guess I get that, but as someone who's not into Halloween, it does feel like the people going overboard would be going really overboard if, like, you can't find decorations on September 10th. Like, maybe maybe impulse buy or last minute buy stuff on October 20th.
1: I think there's two things. Um, the first is that weird kind of Halloween culture where it's like they, they they pretend that that makes them interesting, that they really like Halloween, even though there's nothing wrong with liking Halloween. But it's like they have to be. I'm yep. I'm the guy at the office that's excited about Halloween. It's like okay it was like september 1st and the the first uh, spirit halloween in the country opened and i saw people on twitter posting like their pictures at the ribbon cutting ceremony cuz it's like an event for them to go to the spirit halloween which granted if you like halloween spirits there for you but also it's right. kind of cheap garbage
0: also yes
1: um so i mean it's like that stuff's weird But the other part is all the the supply chain is so bad and the inflation is so bad. So what's happening is there's a certain amount of expectation that prices are going to go up by the end of the year. And there's also still supply chain shortages going on. And like last year, a lot of stuff didn't really like make it on time. So a lot of the news networks have been saying, hey, you might want to get your Christmas shopping done early this year. And because... People said that now people are actually like doing it, Mm. whether or not it actually is a need that they have to do. I get that, and so (laughs) there's like a. I mean, I I don't know. Have you been doing your Christmas shopping?
0: No, but so like last year, I I got like my
1: list is half done.
0: So last year was one of my favorite Christmases where basically nobody really got anybody anything extravagant and we all just kind of got like beer, coffee, and bourbon. Like everybody went and bought a nice bottle of something and we just, we drank coffee, my mom made an amazing meal, Uh, we had a really nice breakfast and we just, we just really hung out for a weekend and had really like top shelf booze the whole time. And... It was, it was wonderful, like, you know, watching movies, because everything's fucking streaming now, so we didn't have to go anywhere, and the, I think the weather was even nice, which is weird for mid- the Midwest, and it was so relaxing, and my ideal Christmas this year is to basically do that again, and my dad's on board, um, and then me and my brother were joking that we were going to go get him, like, a McPherson guitar or something, which, like, the cheap ones are, like, three grand, and the expensive ones are over ten. And he's like, "Don't you fucking dare do that!" And obviously, we're not going to spend that much on a guitar for him. But I think everybody's sort of resigned to the fact that, like, we're all adults. Money is great because we can transform it into things, and we know we know what we like enough to be able to appreciate things. And it's just like, yeah, like I'll go buy some more rabbit hole bourbon because it's like ninety dollars a bottle, and then we'll just have that that weekend. Like that to me is a, a good Christmas. It's really not about gift giving anymore. It's about Fun little experiences that you can share with your family and your friends and just like sitting on the fucking TV and watching Die Hard. Yeah,
1: that's what I want.
0: So like, what all are you buying? Because I know you mentioned on the Discord, like you got some like neat cookbooks, which I think that's a cool gift. Like that to me is like a fun little gift, but
1: it says a lot. Um... No, yeah, I got got my dad a cookbook and I got my mom a piece of the crate dragon from Star Wars.
0: That's the 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 skeleton remains in like the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Yes, I got it.
1: But the first one.
0: Okay. Like you got like a, a physical like prop from the show or like uh, Etsy piece?
1: No, from the movie, like an actual a piece of the prop. Oh. That's cool. It's yeah, well it's one of those things where uh if she actually needs something, then she has to buy it. Like, you know, it's it's hard to give gifts when, like, we're, we're covered. That's why I'd mm-hmm. rather enjoy time together. But it's like it turns into this weird race of, like, oh, this is the sort of thing that she would buy if she knew about it, but she doesn't know about it. So now I have to make sure it keeps a secret or have to find sure. something so stupid she would never buy it. You know, it's like a it's like a weird psychological game instead of just a nice gesture now.
0: I mean, I I think that a good the mark of a good gift is buying something for somebody that they would want but would never actually buy themselves, either because they I guess couldn't afford it or they just don't think they deserve it or don't like it maybe quite enough to buy it, um, or if you like you know if you know someone like has a really good hobby like if you know someone who likes Warhammer they're easy to shop for because Warhammer's fucking expensive and they could always use new models or paints or brushes, uh, I don't know. I think it's cool that your parents like Star oh, yeah. Wars enough where you would buy that for them. Like, that to me is, that's neat.
1: And, yeah, and that's the other thing, too. It's like, like again, I like Warhammer. If someone were to give me a box that was, like, not compatible with anything that I currently have, I would still love it. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a weird part of the hobby. It's like, you can't miss. You can get me a duplicate, and it's like, that's great. I need three of these in my army. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you could give me something for the wrong army, and it's like, that's great. I can use this as a display piece.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, someone could give me, like, basic bitch marines, and I'd be like, oh, cool, that, I could. those will be fun to paint. I wonder what color scheme I'll come up with. Or, like, what, what new techniques will I try, you know? There's just... Because the models are so nice, you, you can't go wrong.
1: So, I don't know. It's weird, because I normally kind of enjoy the season... But it's like, I'm doing Christmas and Halloween stuff in September, and it's like, I think I'm going to be burnt out by the time October comes.
0: I mean, can you, like, stop for a while? Like, can you be done now that it's September 10th?
1: Done what? What do you mean?
0: Like, you don't have to continue Christmas shopping right now. You don't have to continue buying Halloween shit if you're still doing that. I guess if you're working on, like, an art project, that's a little different, but... You could yeah. you could do your best to ignore it and 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 try to let it be fresh when it actually is more appropriate
1: well no we want to sell by the first so it has to be done
0: I mean that, that makes sense but then at that point like so that's it's a like thing. a job not a holiday it, at that
1: <laughs> it's well yeah it's it's just it's strange because like I I think it'll be kind of funny when it's Christmas morning and it's like, I'm exhausted and you can open this gift. I don't remember what was in it. I'm going to go back to bed. Mm -hmm. It used to be, you know, like Christmas used to be a day. It wasn't like a month and a half. Right. And Halloween used to be a day. And it was like the day of you would kind of like stitch together some old clothes and go, look, I'll be a scarecrow and you would cut a pumpkin like that day and that was it. It wasn't I don't a, think it's been that way since like the 90s, dude. I feel like both of those things have
0: become multi-week, multi-month uh extravaganzas for a long time. At least like my adult
1: life. It's like you know, I I love a Christmas story and it's like that thing, that whole movie, it's like they get their tree on Christmas Eve. Mhm. You know, it's like for some reason like this got extended and it keeps extending out. And it's like, whenever I talk to adults and say, what if we trim this back? Some everyone's kind of like, yeah, I think that'd be fine. It's like, okay, are you going to actually do it? And they're like wearing a pumpkin shirt the next day.
0: I, d- I don't know where it stems from because I don't care that much about either of those things other than some of the social aspects. So asking me is not great. Cause like, I will never put up Halloween or Christmas decorations. I don't own a pumpkin shirt. So we're like, hey Chad, you should only give a shit about Halloween. I'll be like, I mean, that's kind of already what I do. I will watch a horror movie any day of the year. It doesn't really matter which one. I just I like horror movies. I don't need an excuse to watch them, right? Uh, I I largely don't like the culture and commercialization of Christmas, even though it's been going on so long that there's literally the entire Charlie Brown Christmas special is about. Wow, we really lost the meaning at Christmas, didn't we? Like, and it's so old. <laughs> And that's really old. <laughs> so when people point out the Christmas, I'm like, Christmas has been fucked like long before I was born. It's only maybe getting worse. But the spirit of Christmas, like we lost that like a generation and a half ago at this point.
1: I am looking forward to Oktoberfest this year.
0: Usually a good time. Any we haven't reason? been the
1: last two years actually maybe the last three years and it's like i don't care what anyone else is doing i'll go by myself like i'm, I'm tired of uh relying on other people i'm gonna enjoy it that's that's my takeaway sure
0: the city i live next to lacrosse they do um pretty extravagant things for oktoberfest like it's a big pretty big deal as far as like a mid-sized small mid, i guess more more small Midwestern city. Like we attract a lot of people. It's a fucking zoo. I've been there like once or twice and haven't felt the urge to go back because it's just I don't like that many people. It freaks me out. But I know a lot of the micro brews in the area will come out with special beers around this time and that's always cool. So I'm excited to try like the the Oktoberfest beer that like Pearl Street puts out or uh 608 or some of the other um microbrews I like to go to. So that's usually my big thing around this time of year. And then my work does kind of some fun stuff uh, for Oktoberfest where we'll get, like, an hour lunch. They'll cater in food. You can, like, play games and win, you know, a couple hours of uh, pay time off. So once again, like, I like Oktoberfest, but, like, on a very small scale that I can, like, manage.
1: That's a good time.
0: What's funny, too, about that hour lunch is that you know, everybody gets together and it's supposed to be like, hey, we all get together and hang out for an hour and you're getting uh, you're going to get paid for half an hour. Of this you only have to punch out for a half hour and like I'll hang out for about a half an hour and then I'll just go for like a really long walk and just I'll throw headphones on and I won't even like spend most of it socializing with anybody. I'm kind of a hermit. I mean, not like totally, but kind
1: of. You know, it's funny. Uh, We were playing VR chat last night. That's not important. Stop messaging me. Okay. We were playing VR chat last night, and I hopped on to, like, experiment with some stuff I'm working on on the Avatar and then also, like, test a couple things in the world. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll explore new worlds and put together, like, a list of things to do. Uh, But Joe was on. And it's like, well, I'll see what Joe's doing. And so we went to a dance world and we were dancing with a bunch of people and we all had full body. So it's like we're all doing it. And then we went to uh, some other world. Oh, It was like a museum. And the guy that was putting the museum together was there. So we were talking to him about all the art. And then his friend logged on and invited us to play a game. And we're playing this game with strangers. And it was one of those like uh, deceit games where it's like one of you is the secret spy and you have to figure out who the other spy is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, I don't know, we spent a lot of time, like, doing things that I don't ever do. <laughs> like, go out and talk to people that I don't know.
0: It sounds like you guys are having fun, because Joe was laughing a lot.
1: Yeah, we were laughing a lot. It was a good... Actually, at one point, um, one of the spy questions was, like, are you good at a musical instrument? And I said, I can prove it, and I pulled out my slide whistle... And nice. someone else had a kazoo, and you kept doing like the Harry Potter theme at each other while other people were trying to talk.
0: I like that. That is a very fun little intimate internet thing. I know. Um, Joe said he had a good time. He mentioned that uh, the one of the places, the museum, like all the art was AI generated. And I had like a day ago been like, oh, you know, it'd be kind of cool is to make like a a VR chat museum and AI generate all the art. And I guess someone already did
1: that. I, well, they also themed it, and I feel like you might be able to theme it your own way and have your own twist on it.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But yeah, I know what you mean.
0: He also said that you did put together that, like, Hellworld I told you to make with that uh, crazy song that's, like, 40 minutes long that doesn't really change too much and is, like, just unholy unpleasant to listen to. And I guess you got that done, so I'm yeah. curious to go there. He said he, he, you guys weren't there very long because it is... uh kind of miserable
1: well yeah that was the surprise but yeah we'll just talk about that now i guess
0: i mean i haven't like seen it or nothing i just know he said you put it together and uh apparently like a handful of people showed up and then left like right away i didn't realize it was supposed to be
1: a surprise tell tell joe thanks um i was showing it to sable I, i told sable hey i made a world do you want to see it and he's like sure so he, he went in there and immediately he was like, where am I? And he like ran for a door that doesn't open. And he was like, tr- he was like trying to grab a handle and he could not figure out what's going on. He kept asking, what's happening? It, it makes you very anxious to be there.
0: That's awesome. That was the whole intent behind that idea.
1: It, yeah, it does work. And it, I, I think there's something very interesting. <laughs> um, it's a good idea. I'm glad you did that.
0: We'll have to check that out tomorrow cuz I'm excited to see it.
1: Yeah, I want to I want to try and like work a little harder on VR chat worlds cuz it's really easy to put together a little shit post. Like really basic stuff is very just I can fart it together.
0: Yeah, one of the things so, um that Joe and I were oh, talking no, about on. for like the next game jam when we bring a bunch of people over cuz there's there's still some music stuff we want to work on for this EP we've been waking um and there's things from a, a game jam we did a couple years ago that we would kind of like to, like, finish because it's basically done. There's just some bullshit we have to complete. And so we're like, you know what would be neat is if we got everybody here, like we normally do, but then we, we like, hey, our, our main goals are to finish the game from two years ago, work on music, and then, like, the game jam thing is to make a VR chat world uh, based on the theme and just kind of do a, a quick shitpost world. But largely, like, we could all hang out and do that, like was like, I want to bring my computer out into the room and we can, like, model together and just... Because when it comes to programming and stuff, he kind of likes to be by himself. And so when we start from scratch and make a game, he spends most of the weekend, like, in his room with the door closed. He doesn't get to talk to anybody and that fucking sucks. He's like, well, maybe we can structure this a little better where we're working on something, we get that sense of accomplishment, but we don't work on anything difficult. And I think that's a great idea. I think it would be cool to have, like, a bunch of people over and we just kind of make... Small VR chat worlds, and then upload them when we're done, and just you know, why not, right?
1: It should be fun.
0: Also, for those curious, um, that the, the song that is playing in the world Cameron made is called Orthorelm. Uh, the album is OV. It's I think I've mentioned I've mentioned it before, but in, in case you forgot or never went and looked at it, um, I would check it out, listen to like. I don't know. Even a couple minutes of it, uh, you're going to get a pretty good strong sense of what it is. But it is a very uh, unpleasant forty minutes if you decide to listen to all of it.
1: Oh, I think even on the uh, the link you sent me, like, isn't there a note that specifically says it kicks in at the four minute mark?
0: Hmm. It is a very art house thing. Um, I I guess we kind of had a topic, unless you want to just keep shooting the shit, up to you.
1: I don't remember what the topic was.
0: We were going to talk about, um, fake music, or like, alien music genres, uh, you sent me that no music, uh, meme that we've seen before. I swear to god, we've talked about this before, and I've asked people, and they're like, no, I have no idea what the fuck you're on about, you definitely have not talked about that on the show. So... Maybe we did it off the show but there's a there's a picture you sent me and it's a bunch of different fake uh music genres that gnomes would make and then it uh, and then uh there's a human just pointing at all the genres and going oh it's gnome music whereas this is like oh it's forest synth and dirt step and grass gaze and uh flower violence shroom and bass you know there's shiny rock and garden cores like you know 30 genres here, maybe. Uh, solar punk, moon Moonpunk, Hill and Roll, which sounds really fun. Stomp, stomp, Woodwind. And I think there's something like really fun and whimsical just about this picture, like trying to think of what these genres would sound like. But then you kind of mentioned the the concept of like alien music genres or fantasy music genres in general, like movies and, and TV shows usually sound very normal. Like they don't really, a lot, a lot of people go out of their way to make something sound alien it's sort of using extremely uh standard kinds of uh either instruments or uh chord progressions everything's usually in like four four time and so it's very uh it's very grounded versus like what would an actual uh fantasy or or alien song sound like you know what how different would it realistically be
1: and it's a tough question because really we want to hear things that are suitable to our tastes. So of course it's going to be listenable music whenever they try to do something like made up. Right. But it's just a detail that I always get hung up on because it's like, I, I think about earth and the number of cultures that earth has, but then when there's a movie and there's Martians there, there's maybe like Martian music and it's one thing. And it's like, yes, we like the tuba dupe, And it goes, boot doot, doot, doot and that's it. Or something stupid where it's like there's exactly one band that comes from outer space. And it's like, I would love to see classical Martian music versus, like, rebellious contemporary music from Mars. And that's a thing that doesn't seem to get explored a lot in fiction. I think partially because the people that write fiction are writers and not musicians.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Um, I don't know how you you're not you're not really a big like Disneyland perks lore guy because there's no not reason really. for you to be. Um, that's funny though. You just sent me a Disney perk thing.
0: Well, because my immediately because I remember that during there is like a Disney park for the Avatar movie with the blue cat people, and they actually have like what is supposed to be a navy song in like their native language, and so. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I should listen to this. I wonder how they make it work."
1: It's just Native American sounding.
0: Well, the quality on this video is terrible.
1: They go, "Maewa, maewa, maewa." And the
0: I would say the di- the disappointing thing about this is like I, the visual part is cool, you know, it's a shaman like, surrounded by like these kind of crystals and plants that are glowing. But they're not instruments. She's not like playing them. She's just kind of moving around and singing. And the stuff in the background doesn't sound very alien to me. It's not like someone hitting on a different kind of drum or playing a different kind of reed or flute instrument. Like it's very, it's very grounded in in obviously stuff from America. You know, the the United not the United States, but the the planet Earth. There we go. There's the word I wanted. So, I don't know. I, I Like, there's a guy on YouTube, I can't remember his name, but he's making an instrument that runs on marbles. Like, he he turns the crank and marbles fall on keys and, and, and make noise and, and activate yeah. instruments. And it's like, this dude is creating this weird fucking piece of engineering and making, like, kind of an instrument, even if, like, the bass strings on there are probably, like, from an actual bass and he's got a keyboard in there. But at the same time, like, he's making something that does not exist and he's doing it because he thinks it would be fun and he's bored and he's gonna got a big patreon and youtube channel and it's really cool and so if you're trying to create a culture in a movie or a tv show like maybe don't you don't need to go that hog wild because he spent like you know tens of thousands of hours on this thing over the last handful of years like you could at least try and come up with something new uh, especially for like sci-fi shit where like you could make and synthesize sounds super easily and, and a lot of these even just like budget stuff like some of this the the synths I have like I could make weird shit with and I have like you know go a little beyond that right like it would be cool like you said it it kind of takes you out of out of the experience when all of a sudden everybody pulls out like violins or whatever because it's the fantasy thing and why would they have a violin in in Westeros? You think they might have like a totally different kind of string instrument? Like why would the construction of the violin be the same?
1: There we go. Um I was going to talk about the uh the Star Wars Land at Disneyland, right? Okay. Um so you know how like the whole the whole hook is that it's very like lore friendly and like role play. Yeah. So, they have, um, there's a bar, and in the bar, there's a robot DJ, and I got his playlist here, but they tried to make things that sounded like they were from Star Wars, and not just, like, remixes of the Cantina theme, but, like, what would other aliens do also? Outside of this, I cannot find many examples (laughs) where anybody tried to make, like, actual alien music um i think the fifth element and i can't think of anything else
0: i like this too because like you can hear like kind of horn instruments right but they don't quite sound like it and i think that helps like take a traditional instrument and even just like tweak it a bit with something digital just make it sound a little different i will say um I'm probably, this song is in 4-4, and I imagine most or all of them are. And that's another thing where, like, time signatures and uh, the way chord progressions work and key changes, and I definitely don't know enough about this to have a a proper conversation. But I would think that not every song ever made by Aliens would be in the same time signature. Like, 4-4 is easy to do, and we're used to it because it is kind of just like the main Western time signature on Earth. But even then, like, you go to India or other cultures, like, it's not always the the, the standard. And some of the the way we move through chords, like, music theory that that you learn in school that gets taught in, like, universities and stuff is, like, very Western white music theory. There's, you go to other places, it's different. But that's not really what's taught because Bach and Beethoven and, you know, all these, like, really well-known, great orchestral composers, like, dominate the, uh, college and university level of of the discourse and so that's what's taught and then you go to you know these alien world stuff and you listen to this or other stuff and it's all kind of still rooted in that and i think even if like they had taken elements of even just like music from uh india which is just different enough where you can tell it's different like or or uh asia or your different places in asia you know japan and china and korea like It's going to it's going to influence stuff in ways that I think maybe a lot of people won't really notice or be able to articulate because we're so used to just listening to Western music. Like there's so many little cheats I think you could do um, to get a, a different vibe across without doing a lot of work, I guess.
1: You know, it's funny, too. I'm skimming through this playlist and I think you're right. Every single one of these is like the same time frame.
0: Which is funny because um, I know, like, prog metal stuff will, like, try really goofball uh, time signatures just to say they did it. And then uh, it, different electronic music and industrial stuff, like, people will make songs in weird time signatures just to try it. Because it's so much easy to set your, you know, digital audio station to, you know, 516 or 1122 or whatever the fuck numbers you feel like pulling out and, and trying to make beats with... These crazy grid patterns. I know Joe and I tried to do something in like, I think, 5.6 or 5.8 or something like that. Like, we just set it strange and he just started like playing guitar and I started programming drums. We made something kind of cool. I'll have to like send that to you after this. Uh, It's nowhere near done. It's just like a couple of riffs, but it sounds really weird and it sounds neat. And it's like, oh, there's a reason people like try to do this, but it's not definitely not as accessible as. Four four, which basically every pop song is probably written in, and the ones that aren't are going to be written in three four.
1: So I guess, like, my question is, what what's a good way to explore this concept? Because I guess the the challenge really is how do you uh, how do you reverse engineer something that is inherently not how you think. That's a good question,
0: and I and I think that's part of the problem is like I don't know if you really can, especially if you still want it to be accessible enough for a mainstream crowd. Like a Star Wars movie, they go to the cantina and listen to the music. Like it's going to be in the background, but you you ultimately you want something that is going to kind of hook people in. they was like baby hum it afterwards. The cantina theme is a great example of that because it's actually just like a really fun kind of boppy song. And it's like da, da da da, you know, like you it gets stuck in your head. So going too out far outside the that and be like, well, what would an actual uh, and monkey lizard, you know, make for their music? It might be fucking weird, and it might involve like crickets or something, right? Like rubbing cricket wings together, and that's neat to think about. But mom and her six kids who are seeing the new Star Wars movie are probably going to be like, "What the fuck is this? I don't want to listen." You know, I hope they I hope they get out of this scene soon. it's a really weird balancing act where it still does have to be accessible if you're making a billion dollar movie, right?
1: Yeah. I I think I'm more interested in like a hypothetical uh, or maybe more like a concept album where it's not like, hey, we're going to sell a lot. It's more like I had this idea that this is what people on Neptune would listen to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it has to come from a place of math. Like, I feel like somebody needs to figure out um like an alternative way of doing math and then how would people that use this sort of math come to the conclusion of measuring music right and then construct it from there you know
0: because that's the thing is and I, i don't i definitely don't know enough about music time signatures but obviously yeah there's a lot of math involved in like why certain things structure and go together the way it does so, you know, uh, we we are a base 10 math system, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, uh, you know, like kind of instead of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, like, I don't know how much of the base 10 goes into this, and obviously most of it's a base 4 if you're looking at 4, 4, or 4, 8, or, you know, whatever those numbers are. I tend to think about it more in terms of what are the instruments going to sound like? What, what tools do they have what items do they have what uh materials do they have to make these kinds of instruments you know if you make a guitar out of something that isn't wood it does it takes a lot of work to make it sound like a guitar like an acoustic guitar because we we went and toured mcpherson and saw their their fiberglass guitar or their carbon fiber guitars and there's a lot of engineering in there to make this carbon fiber guitar sound like a wood guitar because a lot of it like yeah it sounds like shit unless you do it just right and you have like a specific grade of, of carbon fiber and you, you mold it a certain way. So, we know what we want. There We know that, hey, we're making this carbon fiber guitar, but it, want, it needs to sound like a wooden acoustic guitar. But if you don't have that wooden acoustic guitar bass line and you're on Neptune and you're making a, I don't know, whatever weird material is on Neptune and you shape it into a guitar with strings, like, maybe that's what, you, that's what it sounds like now and you're happy with that, but it sounds different. It sounds weird. And something's a little flat or sour or just strange and so that's how i like to think about it you're looking at like these gnome things and it's like what would a gnome use to make music like what are they going to build their drums out of what are they going to build their little flutes and and, and wind instruments out of because it's probably going to be different materials than what humans are doing because we're bigger and we have access to non-fantasy items
1: and you know that's something funny too like uh uh in warcraft Warcraft is not a very serious kind of setting. It's very silly, right Mm-hmm. and so what's funny is um you know the the uh, there's like the Dark Moon Fair and then there's like a rock and roll band that plays. Oh yeah did I ever tell you about the new band they added? nope so it's like this, it's this like underground scene and it's not marked on the map and they don't do an announcement when they're playing. It's like you have to go out and look for it, or like someone has to tell you it's there.
0: That's kind of. And
1: it's all undead, and it's all like it's it's like black metal themed, and it, it and there's like a rave where like zombies come out of the ground. You have to fight off the zombies while the band is playing. And that
0: sounds awesome.
1: It's funny because yeah, they did a really good job, and it's like and you get cool like transmog out of it. You can get an axe that looks like a guitar, um and it's funny because it's like, I can kind of picture like, there's nothing more normie than the dark moon fair. It's like, like the is in town and like children would go to it. And it's like, yeah, but what about people that aren't, you know, they're tired of being children. <laughs> and it's like, it's a, it's a fun idea to explore that. There's like this underground, like, Oh yeah. I, I like this other band. You probably never heard of them by, um, it's, it's very charming as a concept and i think i'm just i'm kind of in love with this concept of like what would a gray alien look like we 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 can only wonder but what about the rebellious teenager that wants to dye their skin purple and they keep wearing chains around their their fingernails and they and they go nip nop nip doop deep nab nip and they scuttle out or whatever yeah. and it's like i i want to explore that more than the forefront of like what if aliens are real because i'm bored with that concept already <laughs> it's like i don't care yeah. if they're real or not i want to know them
0: no i i totally agree with that i'm also like when you say aliens too like how many fingers they have is probably going to dictate a lot about their instrument setup right Like we have 10 fingers which we used to play the piano but if you have 12 fingers or three fingers on each hand like the amount of keys that you have might, might be totally different, or, or the verticality, you know, something is gonna be different, like, we structure our instruments based on our anatomy so we can play them, but if you have totally different anatomy, if you're, like, fucking Jabba the Hutt, and you have these weird arms and a giant snake slug body, like, you're probably not actually gonna be playing a, a, a bass guitar, right? It's probably gonna be different, because you'd have, you have to hold it, you have to have it in your body, and you have to be able to reach everything, and, I don't know how many fucking fingers he has, and there's even weirder goddamn aliens in Star Wars, Job of the Hutt.
1: Yeah, and I think about stuff too with like uh, with Greys. They don't seem to be physically strong, and I they don't seem to be very big either, which means they don't have large lungs. So it's like they might not have a world where anyone's ever conceived a tuba before, right? Like they they might not have horn instruments because blowing is not something that they do, and it's kind of a thing that we might take for granted. And it's like, oh, that exotic Earth world with their h- horns. I love their horn music. Right. That that's the sort of stuff I l- would like to explore more.
0: You also and look similarly, at it
1: too- you know, like you said, like we we're limited by our five fingers, but it's like someone else, you know, with their with their twenty tentacles or whatever. It's like, well, of course we can do a glorbity dupe.
0: Yeah, man. Like, a, yeah, like, a, like a. I know I've heard of you know uh, certain bands are like, man, that drumming is so crazy. That guy must be an octopus. But like, if you have like a tentacle creature with actually eight arms playing the drums, uh, and then doing something with his like leg tentacles for to activate the kicks and some of the cymbals, like your drum kit is going to be fucking insane. But then your drum patterns are going to be really, really weird. But that would be cool. Or you're talking about the um, the the gray aliens being kind of small, right? They, their chests are kind of small and, and they don't have a lot of muscle on them. So even singing to them, like they're probably not going to be able to do these like crazy big long notes because they don't have like the anatomy for it. So but their music's like really staccato like because they, they can only hold a note for so long or maybe it's barky because their language is a certain way because your language is going to dictate how you sing. And so their song, you know, it's funny, way um... different than ours.
1: Oh, yeah, they would have to be, just because of the biology. And that, that's mm-hmm. something that, uh, this is very interesting after all the lessons you've taken on, like, how your vocal cords work. Where it's like, oh, boy, if, the, if we had a different species, it started from square one, and what the, the body can do.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's funny, too, because then, like, the the, the distorted stuff I do is you're making noise with stuff that's not, like, biologically, I think, really there to be made noise with. Um, the retinoids and the false cords and stuff, like, they, they engage to help you, like, breathe. They engage to help you clear your throat if you are choking. And so the fact that, like, we figured out how to use them to make weird noises versus our vocal cords are very much made for communication. Like, we are a communicative species we have to be able to talk like that was very foundational i think in, in like our evolution is being able to communicate and then that just evolved and evolved and evolved until we had words and paragraphs and punctuation and grammar class but the other stuff not so much and so it's like okay here's an alien here's a gray and, and they maybe their normal music is kind of this weird staccato stuff because they can't sing very well uh in comparison to you know our opera singers but they have their very you know accomplished singers too but then what is their like weird underground music where they're like using strange body parts to make noise, right? Like maybe maybe they're weirdly jointed and they can crack their joints in a weird way. And so like there's just like the joint crack man and he's got a microphone up to his elbows. He's just like, you know, basically like doing the equivalent to snapping your fingers. But with like his elbow bones or something, it, the, the possibilities are kind of crazy because we don't know anything about their anatomy because <laughs> obviously they don't exist.
1: I also want to get like high concept about it. Imagine if their brains work different and they're more capable of some kind of like psychic interface. Oh, sure. Like what if what if there was psychic music where it's not necessarily what you think of as a song, but their version of a song is like something that resonates a part of the brain that gives them an emotion so it's like they just they put in a cartridge and it's like oh i'm feeling sad i need my sad cartridge and they just like you know irradiate their brain with blue waves and yeah. they go oh, i feel sad emotion Hmm, satisfied
0: i mean that that yeah that's like a really cool idea it i comes feel like that's like been if, done probably but it's still cool Wow, this is, like, I'm watching this World of Warcraft thing you sent me, the Blightmore concert. Like, this is, like, legitimately, like, I don't know, like, actual metal music. I, I wasn't expecting them to do that, but, like, whoever's singing and here's, like, got a decent kind of barky thing going on that he's doing.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a very cute theme, because they actually, like, did it, you know?
0: Guitar tone's really good. It's, like, kind of like a doom metal thing going on. It's, it's actually really cool
1: and what's funny too is like especially like modern wow is so like friendly and soft and like that that metal quality is missing having this off to the side and you don't really have to do it if you don't want to that feels so appropriate (laughs) compared to like everything else that they put at the forefront
0: i bet whoever like the people that made this had a
1: fuckload of fun doing it too Oh, they must have. Like, the whole concept of the fight is basically, like, a necromancer mosh pit Yeah, while the band is playing. And there's, like, this big boss that's the death metal knight instead of the death knight. And it's a funny joke pun.
0: I love how, like, there's, like, a ghost playing the drums. Like, you just see, like, disembodied hands.
1: Yeah. It's fun. Um, Yeah, uh, like, I was hung up on the idea of aliens, but when you mention kind of a, a fantasy thing, it's like, yeah, what would a gnome do? With like, what what do fae instruments really sound like? Because a lot of like fae stories tend to be interpretations that are extrapolated from what you know. So it's like, well, yeah, the they, the satyr has a flute, and it's like, why would a satyr invent a flute? Right. You know, like, what does a satyr flute really sound like?
0: And then like. I always get hung up on, like, the drums because the drums are sort of, like, the most basic instrument. Like, you're hitting something and it makes a noise you like. But, like, the first instrument, like, any culture is going to make, I would say it has to be a drum. Or, like, banging two rocks together. But once again, like, how you make a drum is going to change how it sounds. You know, its size, it's how thin or thick it is, and then the material you're using. And so if you're if you're a fairy or a gnome and you're really small and you have access to specific materials, like... That whatever you stretch over it to hit or what you hit it with is going to change the sound. And so, yeah, what, like, even just as simple as like a fucking drum, what does a gnome drum sound like? Do they try to make a traditional drum or is there like, you know, do they have access to materials just we don't because they are gnomes and they can go, you know, between the realms or whatever, right? Like, and then it, I don't know enough about like flutes and wind instruments, but I'm guessing those are also probably like, some of the next ones to be made just cause you're, you're blowing through a hollow thing and it makes a noise and you bring those together. And if you have different sizes, like a pan flute, right. is just a bunch of different, uh, kind of reed instruments of different lengths. So you have different pitches, but I would imagine if you made a pan flute out of like bone versus wood versus, I don't know, like sculpted rock, like it would sound a bit different. It might be like a similar effect, but I think the, the base sound would be different. Um, and so even taking like an instrument that we know exists, but making it out of really different materials or adding, you know, dragon bone or something to it. Like, I feel like you could do that and really change the way it feels and sounds. And so I would expect, I don't know, more out of my fantasy just because, I you know, there's a bard in Westeros. He's playing a guitar and it's like, but why though? Why, why wouldn't he play? I, I don't, I'm picking on Game of Thrones because I know the places the, the popular, down, proper nouns in that better than others, but I don't actually think there's a lot of talk of music in Game of Thrones.
1: So, I was thinking about exotic instruments, and you watched that video about that uh, saw harp?
0: I don't think I have.
1: Oh, really? Okay, so this lady, she's an expert um, in playing the saw, and the notes and the sounds that she can get out of it it's amazing. Like it, it literally. I, it, I'm watching the video, and I was thinking about buying a saw because it was so interesting. And it's like, what if what a novel instrument to learn how to play? I well, I wonder if I should bring that up before we move on. But
0: is like are you talking like an actual like saw you'd use to cut stuff,
1: or is this a specific type of heart? Um, no, well, no. It's a it's a real saw you'd use to cut stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, in fact, they they are technically sharp uh but they also they make them in <laughs> you can buy ones that are designed to function as instruments but also there's still like they're, it's a sheet of metal
0: <laughs> like everybody's like laughing and she's like no I just I play this
1: so I recommend this interview this is from Rob Scallon and the video is just called Saw, in parentheses, an instrument that can cut you in half. It's a yeah. really cute interview with this lady who's very good at playing the instrument. But it's also the kind of thing where yeah. I can totally picture, like, another world where this isn't a strange instrument. And that's just kind of, that's a thing that is used in music normally. Um, th- there's another, I want to call it an exotic instrument, even though it's not that hard to find, But are you familiar with the Cajon drum?
0: I don't think so. I might recognize it once I've seen it, but I've definitely never, like, heard the name.
1: So Cajon is Spanish for box. It's literally just a box drum. But the variety of sounds you can get out of this one box is real amazing.
0: I like how... He's using like all his fingers too, right? Like in his palms, and so he yeah. can play multiple notes kind of at the same or multiple drum beats at the same time, despite just using his hands, like his two hands. And like yeah, it's effectively a drum it. kit. Yeah. What the hell does the inside of this look like? Is it just a hollow?
1: Uh, more or less. It, it it's just it. <laughs> you you probably want to do research on it, and you might appreciate that more than I do. Uh, but my old boss bought one when he went down to TJ once and he came back and he was like, Cameron, Cameron I got a cajon drum and he was so excited to show it to me and I'm looking at it and it's like, it's a box like, and he's like, no, but it's a drum and my thought is, well, like you can hit something and it makes a sound, but that doesn't mean it's special it's a box you know, it's just a rectangle right. but then he was demonstrating the stuff he can do with it because he's a professional drummer too Oh, cool. Um, and so he knew what he was doing and he was so excited about this cajon box and so he um he demonstrated all the sounds and then and then he started like just playing and jamming on it and he lost track of time like he was just sitting in my office playing with it completely lost in the music of it all and it's like wow this is such a neat drum it takes up no space why in the fuck don't people know about this like can can you imagine every teenager that wants a drum kit in their garage? It's like, well, dude, why don't you practice this box? Yeah, it actually sounds pretty good, and you can practice the rhythm that you still don't understand.
0: Like, it, yeah, it's like he's hitting the top of it. He's getting like a with his certain fingers. He's getting like a snare sound. He hits the bottom with his palms. He gets a kick. Uh, going up and down like you're, it goes up and down the frequency. Like he's, you know, it's not a symbol, but he's getting that kind of that top end right where he's a crash sound for the lack of a better term. Um, the only difference is like, yeah, he doesn't, he's not using his feet, uh, for it, but he doesn't clearly doesn't need to. Cause he, he doesn't look like he's hitting it that hard. So he can go really fast still. This is pretty cool. And like you said, it's just, it's just a box that he's sitting on. It's smaller than the chair I'm on.
1: Yeah. And so, and, and again, imagine like you could keep this in the trunk of your car you don't have to worry about it. And then, like, when you're out with the friends or whatever, and it's like, oh, if only we had some music right now. And it's like, well, let me grab my drum. Because there's going to be one douchebag with a guitar. Yeah. You know? And it's like, well, you brought your drum? And it's like, yeah. And then it's like a fun party trick to show everybody your cajon drum. But also it sounds good. And so when I think about uh, going back to the subject, really, I think, like, alien fictional music, sometimes it doesn't need to be overthought. I, I like, I, I think the, uh, like you were talking about the, the time measuring would probably, like, it would, it would be good if it was different to help it sound alien. But really, I think for instruments, as long as you don't use a guitar, <laughs> there's like, there are exotic instruments that we're not used to that could substitute what, someone else might invent in a different world.
0: Yeah. Okay, apparently the splash sounds you were programmed in. He wasn't actually making those cuz
1: he he mentioned that in a comment. Lame. Which
0: is which is a little um a little lame.
1: But yeah, but you can find other examples of a uh...
0: It's still cool though. He was getting like a full drum kit out of it other than those. And technically like uh high some of the some of the splashy stuff, the hi-hats and whatnot like are triggered by your feet. So he could have se- he could have set up Other drums to use his feet on, and still done the full kit. He just didn't, but like he still he could have, and maybe maybe he does. Uh, if he's not just like showing off this one instrument. Um, I will say going back to the saw blade that that this lady is playing, I could see like dwarves using a weapon like this or like an instrument like this because like someone was making a weapon and fucked it up and it was too flimsy. Um, but when they ran something across it, it made a weird noise that sounded cool, and all of a sudden. They're learning how to play this, but it's also got a, an edge to it, so you, it still technically could function as a weapon. And so you got like a bard dwarf who's just like throwing around this saw and stabbing orcs with it, and then after the battle it goes back and like pulls out a, a violin bow and just starts playing the saw blade. Like it's really cool, like that that you know, very fun.
1: Yeah. I think that this is a fun concept to keep in mind in uh, in world building. I don't know if anybody out there wants to write a story or run a DD and d campaign, but think about whenever you have something that's a little alien to the uh, the reader, think about what do the people here do? Mm-hmm. And that might mean like their work, like, oh, they're dwarves and there was mining, But that's going to make a sound. And is that sound going to resonate with them? Is there going to be a culture around the sound of hammers striking iron? Like, you can kind of explore stuff in a fun way and just sort of add a little bit of depth and, and a, you know, soul to what you're working on by pointing out that, you know, the fictional characters enjoy things. Yeah. It's really easy to picture, like, there were dwarves at the Dwarven Mine but it's fun to think about. Although they were singing a classic dwarving song while they played their iron harp, and it's like, what's an iron harp? It's about a. It's about tree fitty.
0: I can't remember. That was where I learned like that writing tool to think like, hey, uh, culture is more than just kind of like your initial reaction to something. It's a lot of other stuff. It's it's history. It's language. It's clothing. It's uh, size. I remember like when I was writing my first book and the characters are going into the desert and they're going to be fighting some like, you know, reptiles that live in the desert. One of the things I went and I was like, okay, what kind of metals are found in countries with a lot of desert? What kind of metals are found in deserts? And the answer is like, it's a lot of copper. It's a lot of, uh, softer metals. And so I was like, okay, cool. So these people are, they're, they're, armor that they're wearing is going to be a lot weaker than the armor my main characters are wearing who come from a place with iron and, and uh different alloys like that and so the the fighting you know they can kind of just hack away and dent and cut apart their armor because they're using like better weapons uh that kind of stuff i mean just like that little bit like it, it affected the story because it affected how i wrote the action sequences so that shit's important and, yeah, doing that, but it's encapsulate or expanding it to everything else. You know, what What kind of food do they eat? What kind of dyes do they have? What, what what colors do they use? Um, Actually, there's a really good... There's a YouTube channel called Bernadette Banner that, uh, she she's into, like, Victorian clothing. Um, and makes a lot of uh, clothes that are inspired, uses, like, sewing techniques. Like, she's a, a clothing and history clothing nerd. And she's got some pretty cool, uh, Pretty cool videos, but she did one where she talked about uh, the historically accurate costumes for Game of Thrones. It's a 36-minute video. It is really cool because she goes into all of this stuff uh, with the specific element of clothing. Why Why are the, the people in the north, why do they dress the way they do versus the people in King's Landing versus the people in um, the, the the more sandy area? It's name I cannot remember off the top of my head. And she talks about, you know, what materials do they have access to? What are are they known for? What is the weather like? Um, What dyes might they have access to? Because the people that designed the clothing on this show really fucking paid attention to that. Like, everything is really uh, consistent and vaguely historically accurate for a show that takes place with no real history set on Earth. Like, you know, things have to be made up. Uh, So that's a really cool... Even if you've never watched Game of Thrones, which I have not, like, that's a really fun video to watch. Because it will make you think about... Uh, world building in a really different light and she's fun so it's it's also entertaining
1: i think we have a few interesting concepts to mull over after today's show <laughs> i i think so i thought we would have a fun chat but this actually got into some depth i wasn't prepared for
0: yeah yeah it's like we actually talked about like proper i don't know writing stuff right world building and all that shit I think one of the reasons why every once in a while I'll go on, like, a, a kick and listen to, like, a lot of Bollywood music or uh, K-pop or, or Japanese kind of rock or pop music is it does have a distinct flavor from stuff that I would hit here. Like, and not just because it's maybe using some instruments I wouldn't normally hear, but because, like, the structure and and I think some of the, the time signatures and all, like, the keys they use, the, the scales they use, like, they're just atypical. And it's kind of nice to go listen to like a really fun like bollywood pop song because it's going to have a feel that you're not going to get out of pop music on the radio and in in the united states like it just won't um and so that's another thing i kind of recommend people do like go whatever your genre is like go google that genre but then like throw on a different country and don't go through i mean you can try some european stuff because it's gonna might be a little different but like Go, go dip more different than that. Go find African pop music. Go find uh, Vietnamese pop music, because all that stuff is there, and it, it's ultimately I think gonna sound a bit different than what what you you think it will, and, it, and that can be a really fun experience to find music that you're like I don't understand a word, but because it's music, the emotion oh isn't always in the words. It's just literally in the sound, so you can still like enjoy it and relate to it, and and. Feel things right and get that artistic experience Out
1: of it Also Don't trust the Algorithm They'll just give you the same garbage over and over it
0: does seem to be that way Sometimes and sometimes you want the same garbage Over and over and that's fine but I think Yeah sometimes it's fun to look for so new garbage
1: On my YouTube music app I listen to Like I. they do not know what I like They can't know um, I listen to 1930s covers of contemporary songs, Disney show tunes, and early 90s punk music. Actually, 80s to 90s, whatever. And so the recommendations are always so confused. And the other day I was listening to something, and it's like, no, nah, I want to I listen to something else. And so I, I'm scrolling, I hit a random song, and it's in French. I don't know why it's there. Well, it's a French pop song. It's like, whatever. So I'm listening to that, and it's like, well, that was pretty neat. And then the autoplay after that was Disney's Encanto soundtrack, but in French.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And it was interesting, because I feel like the language does not meet the beat of the music. (laughs) It's very hard to to say French words in that... uh, Latin America vibe. So it did not sound good. And it was just very strange to me where it's like YouTube's trying really hard to like approximate what my tastes are. But I'm trying to picture if it did this with food, it would like, it would probably give me scrambled eggs on top of like a well done steak with a cherry on top and go like, is this what you like?
0: Yeah. My my algorithm's been weird lately because I have I know like sports things are starting up and it's like hey you want to watch like basketball and it's like no what about football it's like no what what is wrong with you and then it'll be you know, the the normal stuff too but I went on YouTube and I typed in Pakistan pop music and I'm looking like through a playlist trying to find something that is upbeat enough to share. Because the, the first couple songs are very slow. And uh, my my attention span was not in the mood for them.
1: <laughs> At least right now. I agree. I, expand your horizons and take notes and bring back a treasure for your friends. That's what I say. Um, It's about that time. Do you want to have a glad space?
0: Sure. Also, this is kind of a nice song. I'm going to send this to you. Um, okay. Bandia, Bandya, B-A-N-D-Y-A, uh, Kudyalie, lie. I'm gonna have to spell all that because I probably pronounced it super wrong. but K-H-U-D-A, new word. K-A-Y, new word. L-Y, L-I-Y-E. Um, but this is kind of pleasant. This has a, I need something to it. I don't don't know what yet, but I like it. Yeah, this does sound nice. I think it's in four four though. Which, whatever, most songs are. Um, <laughs> what am I glad about? I have a handful of things that were kind of nice this week. Um, so, last week, I talked about going to Barnes & Noble. Um, I'm almost through Gideon the Ninth, which is one of the books I bought, and it's been pretty enjoyable. Uh, Kind of nice to just, like, sit down and be really excited to read a book. Uh, it's definitely, like, crazy space necromancers. It's set in a very strange, like, gothic horror setting, but it's, like, in the future, but the technology is so... No one really knows how to run some of it. And there's also like necromancer magic going on too. And so it's like this weird mix of like future sci-fi shit, but also like fantasy stuff. And it, it's a neat mix of that. Um, there's, there's like the book's not perfect, but I'm enjoying it. I'm almost done. I will, I will buy the second one. And yeah, that's, that's been just been really fun
1: reading this week. That's good.
0: What about you? What you glad about, Cam?
1: Uh, I got into the beta for the new Warcraft phone game.
0: Oh, how's that? It's pretty fun. Nice.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a it's a little weird playing the beta because I think all the progress gets wiped once it goes live. So I don't know how far I want to like bother with it. Sure. But it, I want to play it. And there's not a lot of Blizzard products coming out lately that make me want to play them. <laughs> yeah, um, about but it's cute. That- it's actually like, it, what what is it? It's Clash of Clans or something. There's a, it's it's totally ripping off something else that already exists. Uh, but I find it very charming with the characters that I know, so I'm choosing to enjoy it, even if it is lazy. Sure. But the challenge is there. Like I, I'll lose missions, and I can't remember the last time I was playing a phone game where it's like, "Oh, you lost the mission. You have to try harder." And it's like, "Oh, really? I have to try?" So I found that refreshing. Yeah. But yeah, Warcraft Arc Light Rumble coming this winter.
0: Nice. Nice when a game comes out and you like it. Even like, it like I don't know. There's such a cynicism with phone games. So if there's one that actually works, maybe the way you want it to. Like, oh, cool, I have a little game on my phone I can take with me everywhere, and it doesn't make me feel gross to play it. Or is it trying to ask for money every four minutes?
1: Yeah, and actually, like, the way the Diablo Immortal came out, it's really bad about the money. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you heard the rumors, though, but did you see the leaked Battle Pass for Overwatch 2? Uh, no. So it looks like they're gonna lock new characters behind the Battle Pass.
0: Hmm... I guess I kind of get that.
1: Yeah, I don't like... I I kind of get it, but I feel like that's a bad game design choice. Because, like, imagine a new character comes out, and so you think, oh, I'm going to log in and play the new character. But it's like, well, no, you got to do the battle pass first. Yeah. And then you're going to see someone else with the character, and they win. And it's like, oh... Yeah, I'll... it's like how how many unfun games until you get the character to see if it's fun or not? Like it, it's kind of a a misproprietary. No, what's what's the word? The perspective's off. There, priorities are off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so we'll see. They it, this is also like it's not like they came out and announced that. So. That might not be the direction they're going in, and with all the negative feedback, they might <laughs> just change, even though they weren't planning on it.
0: I mean, they they gotta make revenue somehow, right? If they're quitting some of the uh, the loot boxes, I, I get that they're gonna use ways to get you to buy the Battle Pass. I, I'm not, like, that upset by that. I think that's a fair trade-off. And there's so many characters that you get off the start anyways, like it's still going to be your favorite Overwatch characters. So if you, you want to try the new ones, hey, that's what you're paying for. Like, I don't know, that that strikes me as okay.
1: Yeah, they're also talking about maybe doing seasonal rotations, so your favorite character isn't available right now.
0: I don't know if I like that as much.
1: Yeah, I I I don't think I'm going <laughs> to... I, I mean, it's free. I might try Overwatch 2. But nothing's driving me to, like, get excited about it. Every time I hear something, it's, like, pushing me further away. Yeah. But the point of Glad Space is to say something positive. So I'm going to say I'm enjoying their new phone game. And Yay. that's not something I expected to say.
0: I'm looking at the Warcraft video. Someone said the band was OTEP. And I was like, there's no way. I guess there's maybe a way, but it definitely doesn't... The, the singer's got to be different, because that doesn't sound like her.
1: Do they mean that it's, like, the same genre or something? Like, that might not be a very qualified comment. I guess that could be a woman.
0: Because, like, like a handful of people are saying it's it's Otab, and I'm just like, really? That's, uh... Very cool. I don't know. I I I uh, I enjoyed that though. Listening to that little World Warcraft thing. I I I would recommend
1: people go find that as well. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed that too. This is a fun chat.
0: Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun.
1: I started off really negative today, but this is good. I hope everybody out there had fun listening.
0: Me too. And if you didn't, write in and, and I, tell us to follow. I wish up.
1: you all. Oh yeah, did I did check the email? Uh, what's in the email? Did we get some fan mail? Wow, we got 5,000 new emails. That's too many to cover tonight, so we'll do that next week. Good night, okay. everybody.
0: Hi, everybody.